Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, all of our best friends, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. They beat the Giants. I don't know if you guys knew that, but they did. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh. You can hear me on 97.1 The Freaking DFW. This is my friend, and um, I don't know if this is called work, so I wouldn't call co-worker. Friend and colleague. He's just my friend. That's Jesse Holly, former Cowboys wide receiver, who did this one time. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. And this celebration is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling. College basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online, your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college, UFC, NHL, everything's in full swing. And Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All your hoops betting action, along with every sport right there at your fingertips, both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today. And remember, use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. Jesse, they won. Yeah, and if you were uh, if you were over on bet online and you bet that uh, that Brandon Cooks would have over 150 yards and CeeDee Lamb would have 150 yards and Dak would throw over 400 yards and uh, six guys would score touchdowns in this football game, six different guys would score touchdowns in this football game, you probably won a lot of money. You probably won a lot of money if that was your, like, five-leg parlay right there. I like that they got mad uh, a little bit. Uh, little baby KK, and uh, I forgot what Greg's nickname is on the commercial, Greg Olson. Uh, but they're like, really interesting. They're still throwing the ball. And uh, like they put Cooper Rush in, and McCarthy's like, hell, I'm going to get my backup quarterback some work. We're going to go try yeah. to score. Uh, so that was highly entertaining to me. And they're like, at some point, do you hit the brakes there? I'm like, mm, whatever. Ain't worried about it. Uh, that was a nice, relaxing, enjoyable game the way it was supposed to be. And uh, and we like it. We both predicted the Cowboys to cover a 16-and-a-half-point spread, which is a giant spread. But still, whatever. They were going to score 30 yeah. at least, and they weren't going to give up a bunch. And here we are. There's really – it's one of those where, yeah, I've got ways to take this. But in a lot of ways, the answer to today for broadcasting is, they're supposed to. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, we talked about it all week. Um, you know, this was uh, – we used to call this game the, you know, the, the CBS, the Walgreens, the Rite Aid, um, whatever – whoever has a pharmacy. Whatever, whatever, whatever you're looking to get right, whatever deficiencies that you had, whatever ailments that you were plagued with, whatever you just couldn't – the curl couldn't quite curl all the way over – uh, offensively or defensively, this was the type of game that you got those things right. What have we been asking for for this entire season is like, hey, when is Brandon Cooks going to get uh, get things going, right? This is a guy who's been a walking 1,000-yard receiver everywhere that he's been. And for this year, leading into this game, in eight weeks, he hadn't had uh, over 200 yards total receiving yards. Uh, when when will we get the running game? When will we see more Rico Dowdle? When will we see more Tony Pollard? Uh, you know, will will Ceedee Lamb continue on the tear that he's been on? Uh, will Dak have a four hundred? I mean, all the questions that we have. Will the offensive line be able to protect? Every one of those things were answered. Um, and then even the bonus part you got about it also is you got to see flashes from guys like Mozzie Smith. On defense, you see a guy like Rashawn Evans, who was getting spot plays here and there, 
get more reps in the game, and he had an impact. Uh, Deron Bland adds his fifth interception and his 10th total interception since he came in the league in 2022. I mean, so you got a chance to see all these little things happen um, this week. The Giants are just uh, a bad football team right now. They, they, they are bad in every which way but right. Um, coaching is bad. Playing is bad. Scheme is bad. Wink Martindale, he's, you know, for a team that doesn't have the pass rushers, doesn't have the guys on the back end, he spends 50% of the time in man-to-man coverage. And if you want to if you want to find a way to get Brandon Cooks going, play man-to-man coverage all day long just about with, with, with DBs or who are less than uh who let who have less than the ability to stay in front of a guy with that kind of speed. So it, it was literally just what the doctor ordered. The doctor wrote a prescription on how we we're gonna fix some of these things. And it's very rare that you have preseason game number four and five in the middle of the season. But the Cowboys have found themselves in a position where preseason game number four against the New York football Giants happened this past Sunday, and then they'll be headed to Charlotte next week where they'll play preseason game number five before they play a, an opponent that may actually give them a football game in the Washington Commanders. Can I ask um, Can I ask you a question about a get-right game like that? And shout-out to the get-right. Um, and RIP to the get right. As RIP, heard, yeah. Shout out to the get that, right. RIP to the get right. Shout out to Kevin Rage. I heard that Friday night was Kevin Gray's final show with the get right and that he'll announce his plans for the future at some point soon. I can't wait to hear what he's going to do. That's my friend. I love him. He's amazing. He's very good. Yeah. I love you too, Reggie. Um, <laughs> when you do, when you have the get right game, uh, if something. If one thing doesn't go the way that you kind of hoped, do you look at it sideways? And I'll tell you what I'm talking about once you answer my question. If one thing doesn't, you don't get right with one thing, but everything else did, do we start looking at that one thing sideways? Um, it depends on what you're, <laughs> you're going to say on the other side of this question. Okay, I'm going to say no. Okay, because I just I'm I've been eye test I just been eyeball testing it all year, and most people know. You are looking at maybe the biggest Tony Pollard fan of all time. Uh -huh. I mean, is it time to start the Rico and Tony conversation the way we had to? I mean, it took us effing four years to get them to actually give Tony the ball enough when Zeke was here. Is it time to start asking for Rico to get the ball more? Four and a half yards per carry to 3.9. Obviously, things aren't even. You never know how a play is going to be blocked on any given play. Rico tends to really feel like a lot of times get better blocked plays than Tony does, but boy, he runs with some freaking thump and I do not see the same yeah out of Tony that I'm used to. It's funny because we, like you said, we had this conversation for years when it was Zeke and we we're saying, boy, we should sure give Tony Pollard some more snacks. When he comes in, we just don't see that yeah from Zeke. Like we do when we see when Tony gets in and now we're saying, boy, we should give Rico some more snacks. We don't see. <laughs> but I think it's because he snapped his leg. Like, I think it's more of a, hey, Terrence Steele doesn't look very good. Why not? Because he's coming off injury. And Tony Pollard, oh, I, like, Tony's not, I don't think he's the guy he was. And that's, I don't think it's the role. I don't, I don't know that he's the guy he was. I think it's a combination of both, if we're being honest. I, I think both of those things are true. I, I think coming off a major injury, and for some reason, I, I think the general public, um, I, I love I love when doctors say successful surgery. Like if he doesn't die on the table, it's a success. Like right, like Jesse. 
I've been waiting so long in my life <laughs> for the first story where there's an interview with the doctor and he's like, I gotta tell you, not my best. You know, technically it's all back together. I've done a lot better. I, I don't think he's going to be the same. <laughs> I, I want that doctor's interview. I can't wait for it, but we haven't heard it yet. No, no doctor says that. No trainer ever goes. No, 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 no rehab guy ever goes like, ah, can't get this one done. You know, I got his ACL reconstructed, but I accidentally chopped off his patella. Yeah, like it, they, they're never going to say that. And so there is this, there is this belief that you, uh, this is belief that. You know, just because you have surgery and the surgery is deemed successful, that that person now automatically goes right back to what they were. And it's just not the truth. Anytime you have to, anytime you have to cut open and repair what God originally made, you're less than you just you just <laughs> exactly you, you, you have the needs to prove so <laughs> it's anything if you have a car that is fresh off the showroom floor and has been put together and you get an accident and that car is fixed. It may look like it is all well again, but that car is not whole. It's the same thing with these players. And so we expect these guys, these superhuman people to come back and bounce back from things that are traumatic. I mean, you're talking about, you know, breaking a bone and, and ligaments and all that kind of stuff behind you. That, that has an impact on you. And then you add the fact that there is a, a new role that he has to play where you're, where you're now, you're now the guy, you're now the guy that, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, you're getting all the reps in practice. You're getting all the reps in the football game and, and you don't come in in spurts. You don't come in in spots. I, 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 you know, a practice schedule can, can be put out. And sometimes the second running back will get two plays out of the 12 in practice, right? In, in, in each period, because you want to make sure those ones that are getting all the plays, or if there's a specific package that they are running for that, backup running back or whoever it is, then those guys will get a chance. Uh, but he's, he's not the same. He's not the same. And to your point, uh, when you, when you, when your body's broken, that's that, that, that matters, that matters. But I think, and I believe that there should be more of a tandem, um, one, two punch, like a legit, like legit, like you saw it yesterday. Like, I'm not saying that you have to give Rico all the snaps, but Rico shouldn't be getting two or three snaps a game, right? Like Rico should be in that 10, 12 range of snaps. And especially, I think, in the goal line. Like when you get near the goal line, uh, stop getting a shotgun and just line up and let Rico – let give Rico a crack at this, right. you know. Uh, so I think, I think seeing it on film have success when the coaches go back to – you say, you know what? Maybe we can find a couple more reps for Rico, especially down the stretch where you know guys begin to tire out a little bit. But I'm, I'm with you 100%. Get Rico some more snaps. You ready? Next year will be Rico and Dude. It, it won't. It won't be. It, it, it oh, won't yeah, be. Maybe. Or, it, or Rico and Malik Davis. Or yeah, Rico I, and the dude they pick in the fourth round of yeah. the 2023 NFL draft. Deuce, 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 Deuce will be fighting for a job, like literally hoping <laughs> to stay on the roster next year. You can watch your damn mouth when you talk to me. That's one thing you could do I'm today. Just saying. I'm, I'm just um, saying. Other uh, Cowboy. Now, this is one that I didn't hear because I was watching. The, so I watched the game um, at an establishment with people. So like, I wasn't listening to what the broadcasters were saying very often. But I heard listening to my friends uh, on the downbeat on 97 on the Freak this morning. 
that apparently they're talking about Tommy DeVito and he said that he slept like a baby the night before. And he's like, maybe it's a Jersey thing. I like, um, tough. And I'm like, like you can say you weren't nervous and this was all normal and stuff, but I watched you play. So it's just weird to me. And I, I look, I just throw this to you because I don't know why just because you were born and raised in the Northeast, you have to pretend. Hey, 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 you hey, have to pretend hey, 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 that there's this hey, level of confidence hey, and hey, arrogance no matter what. Hey, Tommy, I watched you play, brother. Jersey you were terrified. You were shook. Talking to and the fact that you can't admit it is going to get peeled back in therapy in 10 years. It's okay to be human, brother. You don't got to lie to everybody. Listen, Tommy DeVito comes from a family and his he probably has uncles who um like related to Benny the Butcher. Um they make people disappear in the part of the town that he's from. <laughs> a lot of his uncles and grandfathers probably say things like bada bing bada boom, <laughs> see you later. Uh you're sleeping with the fishes like <laughs> you know all those guys they got the slick comb back they drive Cadillacs and they like pasta. Yeah. Um not that we're stereotyping or you know any of those things but yeah so you know since birth tommy's been taught you know never show fear yeah never let him see you sweat right and so that he, he's just doing he's just doing what dad taught him to do what granddad taught him to do with frankie to fit you know frankie the fish man whatever his guys is. you know those, those guys taught him to do in 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 the back room while they were uh while, while they were counting money so that's all it was. It, it was just it was just Tommy trying to live on the, the legacy of his family, um, the chicken cutlets. Yeah. Um, oh, I love chicken cutlets. Yeah. So yeah, come on. We watched the game. We 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 saw we saw that uh, what you say and the actions of what you walk, um, they're not the same. Though which one of these things are not like the other? Which one of these are not like are not the same? Mm -hmm. Your 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 words and your actions. They weren't matching up, but we get it. I get it. As a Northeast Jersey guy, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get, yeah, Jesse is Jesse is always believed at all times. <laughs> at all times. Um, two things, real quick. The theme of the game, the show, the everything was the it was the get right game. Two things, obviously. Uh, one that was always going to happen, but it's still great that it did. Brandon Cooks, F&A. They were like, I'll be damned. Today, that MFR is going to get the ball. Down the field, cross the field, round the field. He's going to get the ball. We're going to get this crap on track. They're not very good. Throw it to him. Make it work. And they did. That's good. Um, and when they knew they had already won and they had accomplished the Brandon Cooks, because there's a difference here. Brandon Cooks being on track is part of the ultimate goal. Like, we'd yes. love to have more than one wide receiver kicking ass so we got to get brandon cooks on track and figure out what we're going to do here okay got it sweet then one i believe was a friendship moment because once they had established okay everything we thought we were going to be able to pull off we can and they're not good and this is over dak was like okay i gotta find a single coverage for my friend michael gallup <laughs> and i have to throw one to him and please god we need to catch it because i just he needs it and i need it for him because he's my friend. And so he got his touchdown, and that was great. But the one that was a little bit of an eyebrow raise, and I had to go back and see how early it was, but it was early. I mean, there's another dude in the mix for taking Michael Gallup snaps because Jalen Brooks wasn't playing in garbage time. Jalen Brooks oh. was playing early. Yeah. They're, they said, hey, let's take a look at the other dude that we liked in camp that we think has got something because we got extra, we got an extra candidate to start taking some Gallup snaps, and Jalen Brooks was in there early 
Yeah, some balls. yeah that, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, Michael Gallup has seen his role, and I'm not going to lie, maybe rightfully so, has seen his role become uh, reduced to fourth quarter reps in a blowout. Because Jalen Brooks got in there early and got a catch. You see way more Jalen Tolbert. He's in the mix. And you're right. It was at the end of the game. Like, let me throw my boy YOLO ball. Just, just to give him a little bit of confidence and say, hey, I'm sorry what's happening to you is happening to you, but I still love you. So, you know, he, he threw him one up. But, you know, it was it, – it's – it's we asked for it and it's happening because we see the writing on the wall and, and this team has to get going. They have, they have to find other weapons and other things to get going uh, if they're going to have success in the playoffs at the end of the season and just Michael Gallup just hasn't been the guy. And very, very few times you're going to get that type of defense where you can just kind of YOLO one up uh, for your boy uh, to go get a touchdown. But, uh, and, and another friendship thing to add on to your, to your friendship bracelet give out um, kudos to Mike McCarthy to realize heading into the fourth quarter that CD lamb was eight yards away from breaking the NFL record of three straight games of 10 plus receptions at over 50, 150 yards or more, and said, You know what? CD, I, I hear him. Go back in there with Cooper Rush, and we're going to throw it to you two times in a row, and then we're going to get you out of there. And, and while it may seem like nothing, that really does go a long way in the locker room. When a coach recognizes that, that players have records that need to be broken. Now, I don't. I mean, if if the game is tighter, if CD is still in the game, and that it'll happen anyway, right? Because Dak's still in the game, you got to win the game. Uh, but to see that for Mike McCarthy to recognize that and go, you know what? Yeah, go go ahead, go you know, go go get the record. Uh, that was another thing that 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 players will look at and go, all right, coach, we we see you, we appreciate you. Um, but before we go, we do have to look at one little messy situation that may be brewing. Yeah. One, and this this is this is this is the new wave of of how people uh, express themselves, which I don't understand because the coach's office are right down the hallway, and if you feel some kind of way, especially if you're a star player, you can always just walk down there and talk to those people. But when you get on social media and you start doing some liminal things, last uh, couple of weeks ago we had Sam Williams say, "Free me." Well, Sam Williams went out on the internet last night and he put a post and said, you know, forget freeing me. I'll just break the cage down. <laughs> and here's where it gets messy. Because star, linebacker, rush, player, alien, person, Michael Parson comes back and says, well, hell, they're not going to free you. Let them free me. And so I feel like this Michael Parsons getting a little bit of a little salty mode. You saw him, if you watch, I don't know if you saw this last night at the establishment that you were at, but you were watching the game. You saw multiple times the camera pan to Michael Parsons on the sideline. He has like this, he's like just sitting there upset, frustrated. And I get it. You want to go ahead and pad your stats and things aren't just happening for you in that manner. And you're looking across the league and you're saying, boy, they're talking about Max Crosby. They're talking about Miles Garrett. They're talking about TJ Watt. Nick Bosa's into the conversation again. And my name is not being talked about amongst those guys. I'm probably going to be runner up again or number three again in the defensive player of the year um, um, uh, category because honestly, at the end of the day, they look at who has the most sacks at the end of the year. Whoever has the most sacks or whoever has like a, a 10 plus type of interception thing, you get into that conversation. And, and Mike is probably looking around and saying, I'm, I'm not getting that love. I'm not getting that love. It's my contract year. How I would love to be the defensive player of the year heading into my contract year will definitely solidify that I'll be the highest paid player in the National Football League. 
but I think there's a little bit of there's a little bit of sauciness, a saltiness, uh, a little bit of sasson that's happening on the uh, on, on the land of Michael Parsons. I don't want to. I don't want to watch and track that, Jesse. I don't. No, I'm just going to assume it's going to be fine. Uh, that, I just think that's Micah's face. Micah's face is always. I take of, the. I take the action in the words, and I see if they if they if they if they line up. <laughs> when you see the face and the, and the lack of the productivity for a sack wise, and then you see the subliminal shots online, which is highly unnecessary. You don't, you didn't have to say that about what Sam Williams said, but you went upon you took it upon yourself to jump on the internet, and who knows? In Micah's podcast, he may say something tonight. Uh, in his podcast about his lack of productivity and how he wants to kind of be unleashed and, and freed like Sam Williams did at one point in time. But I don't know. I'll keep track. of the Yeah, you track that one. Yeah, you track that one because I like to assume, no, we won. Everyone's happy. Everyone's super thrilled. Everybody's on the same page. Here we go. I'm with you. I'm with you. No, you're not. We are presented by Bet Online, and we are believing the Dallas Cowboys, and we love you. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening or watching or whatever. Remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through, so be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. Eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.